Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. We fly in over a big mountain and we, we came in the valley and in the middle of the valley there was a little hill and on that hill there were two and a half thousand, three thousand people uh, and singing and dancing and waiting for uh, uh, our arrival. And then we, we landed and they brought me into uh, the middle of the ceremony. Uh, then the whole thing started. Last year, news broke that mothers in a remote community in the Papua New Guinea and Eastern Highlands were killing their male babies. More than two decades of tribal conflict led up to the shocking admission these women made. And though their claims have never been proven, it certainly highlights the desperation they must have felt in the face of the fighting and the grief of raising boys only to lose them to the ongoing war. The news coming out of these communities now, though, is very different. The Salvation Army has been working in the Papua New Guinean highlands for years now, in places like Masapi, where there are no roads or schools or health clinics, there's no electricity and people grow their own food in the rich soil and farm the land for coffee. Lieutenant Colonel Hans van Fleet is the current Salvation Army Chief Secretary in the Papua New Guinea Territory. And Major Graham McClement spent years working there before his recent relocation to Tasmania. They both note one big problem these communities have faced is a long-standing culture of violence. Oh, well, it's always um, tribal conflict between village and village, and uh, this is traditional. Uh, I remember somebody not far away from there saying to me, in Papua New Guinea, we fight. That's what we do. It's a part of our life. It's a part of our culture. But previously, they used to fight with bows and arrows, uh, machetes. Now they have uh, semi-automatic weaponry, and uh, that's a whole different uh, ball game. One of the big issues in Papua New Guinea is that uh, people are always fighting about land. If you steal some land from somebody else, well, then they are willing to start a war and that's one of the things that they did in the Eastern Island province. And uh, they, they started uh, a war. So how does a mother get to the point of hopelessness where she would rather see a son die in infancy than grow up to continue a war? The whole position of women in Papua New Guinea is, in my view, uh, appalling and there need to be major cultural changes in respect of the status of women. The mothers were really uh, sad and they were struggling with all the things that happened to their families. And there was a rumour in the beginning of the year. The rumour was that mothers were killing the young-born boys uh, because they don't want to let them fight. But that rumours that rumors are never confirmed. But uh, it, was, it was absolutely a sign how desperate those mothers were, uh, and they were tired of the fighting of the men. After years of work in these communities, the Salvation Army officers recently started to see a shift. A year ago, I think, one and a half year ago, we had a, a core officer there, and he was strongly involved in the communities, and they trust him. The other part of the story is that the army start uh, to help the coffee farmers to get better money and a better product for to uh, help the families. And those things together, the farmers, the, the village people, trust the army. And, and from there, they started peace talks. And the most important thing is that a year ago, the army organized a peace conference. And 40 leaders of all those clans, including women, uh, had the peace talk. The peace conference began then around a year ago and came to fruition at the start of this month in a remote valley three days walk from the nearest roads. Mercifully, Lieutenant Colonel Hans was lent the use of a chopper for the occasion. We fly in over a big mountain and we, we came in the valley 
And in the middle of the valley, there was a little hill. And on that hill, there were two and a half thousand, three thousand people uh, and singing and dancing and waiting for uh, uh, our arrival. And then we we we, uh, uh, we landed, and they brought me into uh, the middle of the ceremony, and then uh, then the whole thing started. The first thing is they have always a very big welcome, and they uh, they handed over gifts, and from there uh, there was a little uh, Bible sermon by the captain who was in charge in that area, and from there they did a role play. From there the that was a very the most important thing came. There were 14 clan leaders, and that 14 clan leaders promised in front of all those people who were there that they promised to stop the fighting. And uh, they did that, and they brought their weapons, and they put it in front of me on the ground. And uh, one of the things that was very emotional, there was a, a, a father with a, a son, and a, the son was, I think, eight or nine, and the, the son was carrying a gun. And the gun was uh, bigger than, than the child. And uh, the father came with his son, and uh, he said to all those people there, I grow up in a world full of fighting and sadness, and I don't want that that happened to my son. And here's my gun. I will stop fighting from now on. In the name of Jesus, here's my gun. There are two major factors the Salvation Army believes have been able to contribute to the process, but ultimately... Lieutenant Colonel Hans sees the responsibility lies elsewhere. That was one of the things that I, I shared with them when I had the privilege to say a few things to them. Uh, and I said to them, well, if you think that peace will start with bringing in your guns and get the Bible back, then you'll make the mistake of your life. Because peace start, start now and you have to work on it every day. And uh, that has nothing to do with the army, has nothing to do with, uh, uh, with, with the captain who makes the arrangements, nothing to do with the coffee project. It has to do with you. And if you don't want to work on it, and if you don't make it a daily case and a daily business, it will work out to nothing. So the work of the army, the Salvation Army in Papua New Guinea, will go on. The Fair Trade Coffee Co-op, the schools and literacy training, the health workers, the HIV AIDS awareness and the local church work. It will all go on with the continued prayers of the mothers, the salvos and now the local men as well, that this peace lasts a very long time. I'm Helen Shield for the Salvation Army.